Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC football podcast. My name is Joey Weaver. He is Mike McDaniel. Mike, bowl season. It's abbreviated. It is a little little slower than usual for ACC teams, but we got some previews to do. You ready? You excited? I am. We actually, bowl season already began, not in the ACC, but um, we saw the Myrtle Beach Bowl yesterday. App State put a whooping on North Texas. They so sure did. We're off, we're off and running real quick here. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we record this, Mike, and this is going to be the uh, the magic of on-demand audio. Uh, we record this the morning of Tuesday, December the 22nd, uh, trying to get around a couple of uh, holiday schedules here, but uh, you'll probably be hearing this uh, the day after Christmas or so is probably when it'll drop. So Merry Christmas, Mike. I hope you got everything you wanted. Uh, yep. Certainly, we got six ACC bowl games, which is, I think, everything that everybody wanted. So we'll see. Uh, but anyways, let's let's dig in here. Uh, we'll start up we're, the way that we're going to do this, Mike, and we, we change it up a little bit every year. But what we're going to do, we're going to uh, record these previews in three instances. So uh, today we're going to talk about the Cheese it Bowl and the Duke's Mayo Bowl, uh, what we're going to refer to as the health foods version of this uh, bowl season preview. There's the title of the pod. That's right. Uh, so this is the Tuesday, December 29th and uh, Wednesday, December 30th games. We're going to come back and we're going to preview the playoff games, uh, which are both on New Year's Day, and then we will come back after that and preview the January 2nd games featuring the Gator Bowl and the Orange Bowl. Um, so keep it tuned here. We're going to have three separate preview podcasts, uh, but let's just go ahead and jump in. As mentioned, uh, we'll start on Tuesday, December the 29th at 5.30 p.m. on ESPN. The Cheez-It Bowl from Camping World Stadium in Orlando, Florida, Mike. The Cheez-It Bowl, of course, formerly of Glendale, Arizona. I don't know how it... You know, maybe to the winter snowbird thing and kind of relocated for the summer for the winter. I don't know, but anyways, <laughs> relocated for the summer. Yeah, I, I don't know how that works. Anyways, number eighteen Miami, a two point underdog, taking on the number twenty one Oklahoma State Cowboys. Total is fifty eight and a half. Mike, been a uh, an interesting kind of up and down season for Oklahoma State. They they've had a lot of close games that they've played in the Big Twelve, both in wins and in losses. Uh, by my count, their last seven games have had two blowouts and five one-score games that have been a, a combined four and three record for them. So that said, they're going to play a Miami team that is no stranger to a whole bunch of toss-up games and close matchups. Uh, who do you like here? I don't really know. All right, so Miami's missing Jalen Phillips. They're missing uh, oh Quincy Roche. Quincy Roche, thank you. Yep. God, that was about blanked out for a second uh so they're missing two of their best pass rushers right they're both going on to the nfl draft they're not going to play in this game i can't really blame them right uh we see this a lot in bowl season in general you know we see guys opting out that are going to be high picks and what have you but i think we're seeing that more this year than in other years just because of the pandemic and people are just sick of getting tested all the time yep so we're seeing more of that those opt-outs you know chuba hubbard oklahoma state's all-world running back is 
opting out as well, so he won't be playing in this game. I So I don't really know what to do with this, right? Um, Oklahoma State, I think, defensively is better than they are offensively without Chuba Hubbard. I mean, this is kind of an up-and-down offense in general, even with Chuba Hubbard in. We've seen kind of mixed results this year on that side of the football for them. Um, but but they're okay defensively, and that's the thing, right? I think you just, you know, folks who are just kind of haven't seen a lot of Oklahoma State football this year, haven't watched the Big 12 in general, I think a lot of people are like, oh, my God, Big 12, they can't play any defense. This year's been a little bit different. Like, Oklahoma's defense has been better. Oklahoma State's defense has been a little bit better. Like, mm-hmm. they're playing a little bit of defense in that conference this year, more than usual. Yeah, uh, SP, so, Plus, SP Plus has Oklahoma State's defense at 13th overall. Yeah, so, like, pretty damn good. And this is a, a unit that you wouldn't expect to be putting up those types of numbers in the Big 12 because what I just mentioned is just kind of like this narrative that's developed around the conference because of how bad historically the defenses have been, at least in the last five or six years. Uh, but they play pretty good defense, and offensively, it's kind of been another story. With or without Chuba Hubbard, it's just been really just leaning on one guy. And it's very similar to the Virginia Tech offense in that regard. I watch Oklahoma State. They totally revolves around Chuba Hubbard. Virginia Tech totally revolves around Khalil Herbert. And then after that, you're like, okay, what does Oklahoma State do from a consistency standpoint without Hubbard? So that's the big story of the game for me is Oklahoma State's offense against Miami's defense. Uh, You know, Miami's defense, last time we saw them play, uh, didn't go particularly well uh, against North Carolina, giving up 62 points, a school record uh, in total yards, like 776 North Carolina went for, which wasn't good. But Oklahoma State's offense is nowhere near as good, obviously, as North Carolina's. So I expect Miami's defense to have a bit more success here. De'Aaron King, I believe, is playing in this game. At least he is, as we record here on the 22nd. So as long as that continues to be the case, I have a lot of confidence in Miami's offense to be able to move the football, uh, even against a very good Oklahoma State defense. But I think the story of the game is how many points does Oklahoma State score? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the story for me, because I think Miami can win this game outright. Mm -hmm. I think they can. I think if Miami scores three touchdowns in this game, I think that could be enough. The over under is 58 and a half. I think this game goes way under. Yeah, I kind of like the under here quite a bit. Really like the under here. That's going to be an official pick. You know what, Joey? Let's just you know what? Let's just get this out of the way. Lock it up. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. Bowl game locks. I love it. I love it. Bowl game locks. Let's just send it on the first one we preview, right? <laughs> full Let's send, just baby. Full send. I don't know what the hell's going to happen from the spread standpoint, but I do like the under. I a lot of a lot of questions about Oklahoma State's offense and Miami's going up against a very good defense. Just fifty-eight and a half seems high to me, so I'm just going to roll with the under. I feel really good about that pick. And you know what, Joey? I'm just going to say, you know what? Go ACC. I'm just going to pick Miami to win. Uh, I, you know, I think offensively they'll have a little bit more in the tank than Oklahoma State does on the other side of the ball. And I think Miami's defense is better than they showed against North Carolina. That was a really, really bad game, an uncharacteristically bad game, might I add, for Miami's defense, especially one that's coached with a defensive guy at the helm in Manny Diaz. Blake Baker obviously didn't have his best game calling plays on that side of the ball. They didn't adjust well. Mm-hmm. But Oklahoma State's offense just isn't anywhere as good as North Carolina. So I think Miami's going to bounce back, reasonably speaking. I think the defense will play better in general in this game, even without Jalen Phillips and Quincy Roche. So give me Miami to win this game outright. Don't feel great about it, but I love the under. I, I largely agree with you here. I, I, I kind of think Miami wins this game outright. I love the under as well. Um, that'll be an official play for me. 
the thing that the only thing that's kind of giving me some pause here that I, that I worry about it's it's kind of been weird this season. And tell me if you feel any differently, Mike. But I mean, for how long has it been that Oklahoma State and Mike Gundy like that has been a, an offensive forward program? You know, like th- yeah. they're slinging the ball all around the field. They're scoring points. Their defense might not be worth a damn, but they were one of the quintessential Big Twelve teams that's just going to go score fifty and maybe give up sixty, like. You know, like it's it's been weird to me this year seeing Oklahoma State not that effective on offense on a consistent basis. Yeah, very odd and very very different, right? It's it's totally flipping the script on what Oklahoma State's traditionally been. The defense has been, like you said, like don't really give a damn on defense what we do. Offensively, we're going to score forty or fifty a game, so we don't really care about the defense. Yeah, we're going to win our fair share of games with that strategy, and it's been kind of the opposite this year. Yeah, yeah, and to see them as, as pedestrian and just kind of average on offense as, as they've been has been kind of strange. And as you mentioned, I mean, you take away that best weapon they've got on offense. I mean, you can take away the two defensive ends from Miami, and I, I still think they're going to be able to come up with some stops on this on this offense. But I guess my only concern becomes now you've given. I don't know, what is it, a, a week and a half, two weeks to Mike Gundy to scheme up something to go against that Miami defense, if, if he even cares to. I don't really know. Um, yeah, give me Miami outright here. Give me Miami outright. I think they'll be able to do enough, but I, I definitely like the under. I'm right there with you that I, I don't think that there's going to be a ton of points scored in this game either way. And, and, I mean, if there are, I don't know who it benefits necessarily. Uh, if this I... turns into a shootout, what is it? <laughs> I mean, does that help Miami or does it help either team necessarily? I, I would say maybe Miami just because their offense is a little bit more balanced. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't feel real confident in, like, this game getting high scoring who I would pick. Yeah. This this game almost feels like a pick to me. And so I, I'm not really, like, angry that Oklahoma – or, like, totally, like, defensive over the fact that Oklahoma State's a two-point favorite. I think that's fine. I think you could have it two points either direction. I – Maybe some of that's based off of the last time we saw Miami play, and they were just terrible, and they had a couple guys opt out. I don't know. Um, I mean, for what it's worth, Vegas has Oklahoma State by two. SP Plus has Miami by two. Like, it's, so there you go. Yeah, it's 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 pretty toss uppy. Uh, if that's a yeah, if that's a thing. Literally two points either direction. Like, sure, <laughs> sure. I don't know. So I'm just gonna play the under here. Uh, and I, I look, this is a good opportunity for Miami to get some momentum back heading into next season. This is yeah. a yeah. bowl games. Uh, you know, I, I think sometimes the the importance or level of importance with bowl games tends to be a bit overblown, but sometimes it can be also pretty important. This is one of those situations where Miami is coming off a really bad loss to North Carolina, just in terms of how they looked, not necessarily caliber of opponent. Losing yep. the game was an issue. How they lost was a problem. So to see some momentum going into next season, Miami just had a good recruiting class, right, for uh, the 2021 kids. And, you know, kind of building off of that and winning a bowl game, that gives you some solid momentum heading into next fall. So this would be a good win for Miami if they're able to pull it off. One other thing I think to keep in mind here that also makes me lean further towards Miami. Mike, do you remember what they did in their bowl game last year? What they do in their bowl game last year, Joey? I forget who they played, but they definitely got shut out in the Independence Bowl. Uh, so I, I tend to think they bad. probably want to redeem themselves from a bowl season standpoint here. It was really ugly. It was really, really ugly. It was hard to watch in a certain way, but really fun to watch in another way. Who's to say? <laughs> I mean, maybe we don't like Miami that much. It, that's possible. That's possible. It's been discussed. We both before. picked them. I mean, what do you want? What do you want from us, Cam? <laughs> what do you want from us? We picked them. That's right. Uh, Miami outright and the under in this game, I think, is what we both like here, Mike. Yep. 
Mike, did you get any home field apparel for Christmas? I was going to say, should we talk about home field now? Let's talk about home field. Absolutely, we should. Uh, Mike, home field apparel is, of course, the Internet's home for premium vintage collegiate apparel. It is fully licensed. It is beautiful. It looks good. T-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, hoodies, all of that. It is great looking. It is super comfortable. I got some for Christmas. I hope you did as well. I am extremely I excited to put on my uh, my new Football Saturdays shirt. Did you use your Go ACC promo code? Check out, Joey. Hell yeah, I did. Good. I know a lot of people did too. I mean, people have been talking about home field apparel on our. Uh, they've been tweeting at us talking about it. So yeah, I yeah. hope you use the promo code because not only does it help us, it helps out home field, and it also helps home field continue to sponsor this podcast, which is important too. Absolutely. And it turns out, Mike, that our listeners bought so much home field apparel using promo code GoACC <laughs> at checkout for twenty percent off their first order that we overloaded the postal system. Meaning, even though it is now after Christmas, you might still have some in the mail, and there's it is worth waiting on. I'll tell you that much. That means it's entirely on us. It was entirely on our podcast. That's the reason why they went over. Absolutely. This this shirt is so comfortable, Mike. I am so excited to have it. I even got a couple shirts from my dad. Uh, my dad is a Western Kentucky grad. They got some big red, you know, go go tops, all that. Yep. Got some shirts for that. Um, all sorts of stuff. I, I I started to ask my wife for one of those uh, Pittsburgh thirteen to nine shirts that I still haven't really figured out what that re- represents. She didn't really know why I wanted it, and because I couldn't explain it, I don't think I got it. But right. Who's to say? So right. anyways, all I'm saying, lots of really good stuff. Homefieldapparel.com. Once again, use promo code GOACC at checkout for 20% off your first order to support us and to support them. Some really great people, Connor and the team up in Indianapolis. Thank them so much for their support and uh, happy holidays to you and to them. Yep. Let's move on to December the 30th at noon on ESPN. The Duke's Mayo Bowl. Coming from Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina. Mike, are you a big Mayo guy? Hate Mayo. Really? I hate Mayo. I might hate this matchup more. Are you a Miracle Whip guy? Oh. Okay, good. No. Good, 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 good. I I am a Mayo guy. I enjoy Mayo on like a good like, you know, turkey sandwich or something like that. Like, yeah, that works on my sub sandwiches for sure. But as far as like, you know, I, I know that some people use Miracle Whip or whatever as like an alternative. Like hard no, hard no. I've, we're we're getting down a path that with me I you know I Miracle Whip Duke's Mayo whatever for what Gerard worth, Mayo I mean <laughs> for what it's worth I am more of a Hellman's guy I've never tried Duke's I've been told that I need to try Duke's at some point so maybe I'll do some of that as research for this game uh, Mike the Wake Forest Steam and Deeks a six and a half point underdog taking on the Wisconsin Badgers fifty three and a half is the total. Uh, SP Plus likes Wisconsin by 14 and a half, which seems like a ton. Like, SP Plus has kind of been in love with Wisconsin this year after that first game or so that they played. Uh, they beat the snot out of Illinois. They beat the snot out of Michigan. And from there, they've gone one and three. And it mm-hmm. hadn't really always been pretty. So, do you like Wisconsin as much as SP Plus does? No. I mean, I, I agreed with SP Plus after their first couple games, the Illinois game in particular. I thought they really had something with Graham Mertz. Now I'm not so sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Graham Mertz, people, I mean, Big Ten season started late, right? And Graham Mertz comes out, and essentially the Big Ten opener on that Friday night, and he's slinging it all over the yard, and he looks like a surefire, like, Heisman candidate quarterback for Wisconsin. I mean, there were articles written about that even in a shortened season, like could Graham Mertz just come in late and win the Heisman Trophy? Talk about an overreaction. Now, Jack Cohn, who was the starter at Wisconsin before Graham Mertz, he is elected to transfer. So Graham Mertz will be the quarterback moving forward. 
but he might not be quite as good as everybody thought he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wisconsin's offense, by the way, without Jonathan Taylor, not as good as they were a year ago. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. And the running game has been a bit up and down. The passing game with Graham Mertz hasn't looked as good as it did the first few games. So I think Wake Forest has a legitimate chance to win this football game um, because I don't know. I mean, Wake Forest defense has been okay. <clears throat> Excuse me, okay. But I, I just don't know how many points Wisconsin scores here. And if you're Wake, and, and much like the Miami game we just talked about, if you're Wake Forest and you score three touchdowns in this game, getting that 21 to 24 point range, you're going to have a shot to win this thing outright, I yep. think. Uh, because I don't think Wisconsin scores a bunch. I like the under in this game, too. The under is actually like five and a half points lower. I actually like the under here, too. I think this could be in the 40s. Um, I, I could see this being like, I don't know, 23-17. Yeah. Wake, maybe. I like Wake outright, Joey. And I think the safer play is probably Wake to cover because I do think Wisconsin, when they're firing on all cylinders, is a is a higher ceiling team than Wake Forest. So I think the safer play is just take Wake to cover and believe that they can do it. But I actually like Wake Forest to win this game outright. One of the uh, one of the old bowl season, I think, strategies in terms of betting these games is oftentimes if if you want to bet the underdog to cover, you're almost better off just betting them to win the game outright with the way that these results sometimes turn out. So for what it's worth, you can currently get Wake Forest at two to one to win the game, uh, and I don't think that's a bad bet, frankly. I don't um, either. And 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 not because I mean Wisconsin by all means, should have the talent and, and the size and the physicality and all this to just kind of impose their will on Wake Forest in this game, I think. But, I mean, the season turned into such a disappointment for Wisconsin. They had a couple of games they lost to COVID, and then, I mean, there were there were a couple of games that they lost that they really felt like they probably shouldn't have. I mean, they spent three straight games against Northwestern, Indiana, and Iowa, scoring a grand total of 20 points. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, against Iowa, thirty-three carries for fifty-six yards. Like, that's the level of you know incapable they were running the ball in a lot of, in some cases. So yeah, they don't really enjoy playing offense. Yeah, not nearly as much as we thought they might against Illinois. Um, I, I remember watching that game and I was in awe of Graham Mertz. I mean, he goes twenty to twenty-one for twenty, you know, two forty-eight and five scores. Like he was great. I was like, holy cow! Like you know, potential Heisman season here for Graham Mertz. And then what happened? Um, he only completed 60% of his passes in one game after that and right. was, what, four four touchdowns to six interceptions the whole rest of the way? So not not great. Right. I criticize all those bad takes from these writers that had him as a Heisman candidate. It was warranted with the way he played against Illinois. Yeah, it looked good. It looked good. Yeah, Wisconsin 61st on offense, fifth on defense in SP+. Yeah. So that's going to be the struggle here for Wake Forest is going to be consistently moving the ball and scoring. I don't know. It's kind of a home game for Wake Forest. I mean, you're just right around the corner in Charlotte from Winston-Salem. I don't know. Um, uh, we, <laughs> I was so proud last year, Mike, that we got like all of the games outright. Uh, the outright winner we picked correctly. I think we yeah. were like nine nine and two against the spread or something in these games, but picked the outright winner like in all of them. Um, I'm gonna go Wisconsin. Safe here. pick, Joey. Safe. The safe pick is probably Wake plus the points. Wisconsin outright, like I mentioned, that's probably the safe play. Yeah, I like I like Wake Forest outright because I like feeling a little frisky around the holidays. 
Picks only. Football football picks only. I, I got to clarify. Football picks only. Feel a little frisky. Mayo talk get you going, huh, Mike? Oh, man. Yeah, the mayo. <laughs> Something about fatty. <laughs> fat, talk about fatty foods around the holidays gets me going. You know? Well, join the club. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God. Yeah. Um, fine. Give me Wake Forest in the points, but Wisconsin outright. Again, Wisconsin should, should be able to just impose their will here, but... I don't know. It, it can. It could be kind of a motivational thing, and and you know, Wake Forest could be pretty pumped up for this, and Wisconsin could be just ready to be kind of done. I don't know. So we'll have to see. Yeah. Um, all right. Waking the points, and yeah, what the hell? I'll take the under with you. I got to do something to get my record back on track from the rest of the season, Mike. So we'll try. Yeah, do something for a pick of the week too. Yeah. I don't know if I'm. Do I have to lock up something on every episode? Uh, I guess you make the rules here, right? Hey, I mean, we were locking up to an episode a couple, <laughs> couple, couple episodes ago for the uh, preview a couple weeks back. Yeah, we locked up yeah. two out of nowhere, and so if you go back and revert and say I'm locking up nothing, that's fine too. I okay. mean, um, don't be a bitch. Let's lock up the under. Lock it up. Hell yeah! You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock peer pressure, up. baby. Don't ever say that I uh, I caved to peer pressure. I do not. I do not. I did that on my own <laughs> will and accord. Pressure. I did that on my own will and accord. Whatever. Anyways. Don't, me. Me. Don't be a bitch. Joey. Fine. <laughs> Lock up the under. Done. <sighs> Merry Christmas to you too, Mike. Uh, yep. <laughs> anyways. All right. Wake Forest in the points. Wisconsin outright for me. You got Wake Forest outright. I don't think that's a bad pick either. And uh, lock up that under. Take it. Yeah, the wake the Wake Forest under. I or um, I'm sorry, the Wake Forest outright. I probably feel least confident in out of all the picks I've mentioned on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I feel least confident in that one, but I think it's definitely possible. I think it's worth a look. If you're betting on these bowl games anyway, you may as well just kind of flip a coin, put a little small bet on that on that outright money line win for Wake Forest, and then see where the chips fall. You know, you want that sweat. You want that December thirtieth watching a game being played in North Carolina called the Mayo Bowl. You want to sweat that one out, Mike? Yeah, speaking of sweating it out, nobody cares about my fantasy team. I'm in the fantasy football championship in one of the leagues I'm in, oh and I won my semifinal game by four hundredths of a point. Mazel tov. So, uh, talk about sweat. That's uh, We've had some of that this week. <laughs> well, I guess get get hydrated so you can sweat out this Wake Forest-Wisconsin game. Yes, it's more fun to bet spreads and sweat out High fat food bowl games. <laughs> so. Well, on that note, do you want to work on getting out of here? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, you can find us on Twitter while you're watching these games. Come talk to us. Tell us how it's going at FTRS Joey, at Mike McDaniel VT. Together we're at BC Podcast ACC. We're also at BC Podcast ACC on Instagram. Come find us there. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, the Overcast app, wherever fine podcasts are sold for free. And Mike, uh, you want to tell them where they can find us on the social medias? Facebook, facebook.com slash basketball conference rate review. Find all of your podcasts there. Homefieldapparel.com, 20% off your first order using the promo code GOACC at checkout. Please do. Please do. And also you can send us an email at the, to the longest email address in demand basketball conference podcast at gmail.com. Nailed it. A little yes, bit out sir. of order. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, making it up as we go here. Uh, Mike, you want to come back and preview some more bowl games? Yes, sir. All right, let's do it. Until then, for Mr. Mike McDaniel, I am Joey Weaver. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. And until then, go ACC. Go ACC.